Clover and uh, Selena the Stripper. Uh, four Leaf Clover. <laughs> I'm sure that the DJ would like to be Curvaceous Clover. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But what I want is Clever Clover. Clever Clover, yes. That's so cute. I feel like it could be like a character in a children's show. <laughs> Clever Clover. Clever Clover with the clues. Oh, Clever yeah. Clover. Is that a clue? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay, guys. Um, this is the final part of our three-part episode series about So You Want to Be a Stripper, Baby Stripping 101, the real like baseline of what you need to know going into the club because so many people have a million and one questions. Mm-hmm. And we've got a million and one answers, apparently. Yeah, we could go on and on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. For days. There's something that... Oh, I want to talk about discrimination in a moment. But right now... (laughs) 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 But right now, we're going to start off with our segment, Historical (laughs) Hoes. This week, we have a controversial, another controversial historical hoe, actually, because last week we were talking about Malcolm X, and um, definitely some controversy there. I hope our uh, Ankin uh, hoteps don't come at me for it. <laughs> <laughs> like, no How could way. you reveal that? How could you reveal that? Black what, masculinity? What are, what are you saying? No. What are you trying to do? He wasn't Feminized black man? <laughs> he wasn't doing tricks. <laughs> like, whatever, bro. They, they just said that in the magazine because they wanted to smear his his honor. His reputation. I can't believe they would do that. A, a real black man would never like another man or get money for it. Anyway, not true. Not true at all. Shout out Malcolm X for turning some tricks and being Ooh. a sex worker. And that talcum powder. God, if only I could find somebody who wants me to pour talcum powder on them. What is talcum powder? Baby powder. Oh. Although I think, so they've done like some studies on talcum powder, I Isn't think. Isn't it recently. asbestos? Yeah, I think. Well, I don't know if it has asbestos, but it has like some carcinogenic something yeah. in it. And so like there's been like I know uh, Johnson & Johnson baby powder, I think, had asbestos. Ugh. Right? Like, yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Like, let me just put a little asbestos on my baby, just well, like a dash. A little, little sprinkle. A little sprinkle. <laughs> you know what this baby is missing? Asbestos. <laughs> <laughs> That's really great for uh, for your development. Okay, so historical hoe this week is Roseanne Barr. Roseanne bought the bar. Roseanne, um, you may you may recall Roseanne from her uh, bigoted co- uh, what is it bigoted tweets yeah. she had that got Roseanne canceled. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shout out to those uh, racist tweets because you know what? What you say at like fucking 3 a.m. in the morning is probably your truest self. Well, like, I mean like kind of. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's the no holds barred. I could pull them up. Yeah, actually you should pull them up while I give this little rundown. So before she was known as Roseanne, um, in 1994, uh, in a 1994 Vanity Fair cover story, um, so we're going to quote from Vanity Fair and also uh, Hornet.com from this wonderful article outlining some uh, famous sex workers that you may not know about. So uh, Roseanne Barr, formerly known as Roseanne Arnold, uh, confessed to Kevin Semis, Sem, Sesums, God, white people names, it's so hard, um, Kevin Sesums, that she had worked as a, a sex worker in her 20s, turning tricks in a mall parking lot. She outlined that and many other details in her uh, memoir, Roseanne, My Lives. 
She says in the Vanity Fair article, quote, I think prostitution should be legal because the way any society treats its prostitutes reflects directly on how it treats the highest, most powerful women. Fucking shout out to that, Roseanne. Uh, continuing the quote, it has always been here and women should be able to control it and regulate it. Prostitution is business. You know, I expect completely unwoke things from Roseanne, but I have to say that that is like some very woke, uh, some woke quotes dropping from the Roseanne. Um, So shout out to Roseanne, historical hoe, also part-time racist. (laughs) I'm more like part-time historical hoe and full-time racist. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know if... I can't seem to find, like, the articles don't want to really show what her tweets were. And I, so I'm looking yeah. at, do you have them in your memory? Because I wasn't paying attention. I thought it was, like, something about Michelle Obama. Oh, and interesting. Being, um, All I could find was, like, Muslims or something. Um, Let's see. I wish I could, like, find it, but um, I don't know. I mean, she's, like, said some cool stuff about, like, being fat and women she's very much a feminist but oh, okay so she attacks ally with racist tweet da 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 um i don't know roseanne said something about the oh president obama is like the muslim brotherhood and planet of the apes having a baby <laughs> oh yeah yeah oh man there's this it's, Barr it's just, originally staked out an unusual position on the Trayvon Martin case, somewhere in between liberals who wanted to see Zimmerman convicted and conservatives who saw the case as a gun rights issue, but not really in line with either. She said, too bad Trayvon was unarmed, or GZ would be the dead one. <laughs> <laughs> Caps like arm all teenagers. That like took so many turns. <laughs> I had no idea where that quote was going, and it took me all kinds of places. Yeah. <laughs> um, honestly, like, fucking George Zimmerman, that piece of shit. Mm-hmm. And, like, the piece of shit, like, fucking sold the gun that he used to kill that poor baby angel, mm-hmm. Trayvon Martin. That's so sad. Uh, and yet that man continues to do all kinds of trifling shit. Oh, really? George Zimmerman? Yeah, he's, he's like, continually doing stuff. He got, like, locked up for various things and selling the gun and then, like, just continuing, like, to talk about racist shit and, like, pro-gun shit. Anyway. Oh, she, um... Okay. Yeah, I guess it's that she also, like, promoted a Holocaust-denying musician... And Dope, she's denying the Holocaust. <laughs> a massive supporter of Israel after... Uh, fucking Zionists. Yeah. Oh, man, I cannot. I cannot with Zionists. Like, shout out to Jewish people, holla, but, like, not shout out to Zionists. And she was also, like... You're not invited Trump to the barbecue. Trump supporters are not racist. Okay. I guess... It's All right. <laughs> <laughs> she's She's got some opinions. Babies in cages, you guys. Babies in cages. Babies in cages. Okay. Um, so, historical hoe, Roseanne Barr, she was out there turning tricks, and she's honestly an advocate for the legalization, or slash, I don't know if she's pro-legalization or decriminalization, 
um, I guess she says legalization of sex work. And uh, that's a stance that everybody should be taking because whenever something is legalized slash decriminalized, you can regulate it, you can provide supports, you can find ways to provide proper health care and other like necessities to people who in like a high risk kind of occupation. Like it's it's the way that you create change. Just like, you know, you want to regulate drugs and help prevent the opioid crisis or like mitigate the opioid crisis, legalize drugs and figure out like proper ways to treat people, treat it as like a mental illness, treat it as a health crisis, treat it, treat it, don't criminalize it. Anyway, off my soapbox. Oh, and she called the Me Too founders hoes. Wow. Called the Me Too founders hoes. Um... <laughs> You know, some people... Says Kamala Harris slept her way to the bottom. Wow. Kamala Harris slept her way to the bottom. That's really something that I never thought of. Um, I never considered that. I have other problems with Kamala Harris, like the way that she supported SESTA and FOSTA. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just her very, like, milk toasty, like, Democrat position. She's really not on, like, the far left in any sense, and... She could definitely do more for social change and being an advocate for, you know, non-large business things. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah. So we were talking ab- about your first day and auditions and everything. And something that I did not bring up, or I don't know if I fully went into it, um, is discrimination. So we kind of talked about how, like, there's clubs for big bodies and small bodies and stuff. Um, but... It's just, there's definitely going to be some discrimination. And I'm just going to say black women. Like, the dark black women are going to have a hard time in, like, any club situation because it's, like, no matter how skilled and amazing you are, like, people won't maybe won't even, like, let you in the door if you're dark black, Mm -hmm. if you wear your hair natural, um, if you have dreads. Although I do have a friend who has dreads, and she is amazing and she's working it and you know but she doesn't she's been rejected from like clubs that I've gotten into because she has like a traditionally African hairstyle and um so people will definitely discriminate according to race people will discriminate if you're too fat there's like a level of acceptable fat and white women can generally be like a higher like can be a bit fatter than than black women and if you're fat, it has to be in the hourglass type of way. Yeah, it can't noticed. be, like, pot belly fat. Yeah. Um, big yeah. boobs, big ass. Big boobs, big ass, not small titties, big belly, like, reasonable-sized booty. Um, there's definitely, like, a lot of parameters for what an acceptable body is. Um, if you have too many tattoos, um, a lot of clubs will reject you, too. Mm-hmm. It depends on how hot you are, how white you are. Um, or light-skinned or Latina. Like, Latinas can have, like, a lot of tattoos. If oh, really? Like, white Latinas, Oh, yeah. white Latinas, okay. Yeah, but not, like, black Latinas. Um, I feel like also, like, to, to clarify, like, I feel like Latinos don't get this, um, but there's, like, a color spectrum. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, whenever you're, like, actually in the country, like, people will say, like, oh, morena, uh, mulata, negra. Oh. <laughs> like, there's, gonna, there's, like, a whole spectrum whenever you're, like, out in Latin America and South America and on and on. But, like, whenever you're in the United States, everybody's like, oh, Latino, Latino. It's, like, all the same thing. Like, no, it's really not. And there's definitely, like, still chromatism within, like, Latino communities within every community within every community for real um 
So yeah, I talking- think like white people are pretty like they they might bring it up, but if you're white, you're white. <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh cool, she's tan. Yeah, and like you could be like, you're white as snow. You're <laughs> so white, but it's delicate. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Wow, beautiful. You could be like white Italian. You could be white Scandinavian. You could be white Irish, white Russian. You're all just variations of white. That spicy mayo. Mm. Um, you know. I mean, it's like you're you're just not going to receive the same level of friction for the most part. But I definitely have like seen um, fatter white dancers who did get fired because the bosses were like, "You're too big," and they just they're like, "Well, we don't feel like it's conducive to the look of the club," which is just some stupid fucking discrimination because a lot of people like big bodies. Um, I definitely see it. I've seen it in like so many clubs that there is like a real preference toward like bigger women. Um, not a the club that we work at currently, but other clubs, um, people are pretty open and like into it. And, and that's like the thing, like there's like a, such a wide range of like preferences, but there is also like this kind of, there's like a pressure to like visibly to like visibly want something, um, versus like what you like deep down in your, in your, uh, genitals feel like, Ooh, that's hot. You know, like we want to, we, there's like a person that we're into, but the person that we want to be seen outside with is maybe like a different thing. Mm -hmm. Um, and in the club, even like, I think a lot of people maybe don't go with the people that they have a preference for because like, there's like some stigma about it or like, they feel like this internal shame. Um, I wonder how that plays into when people come with groups. Oh yeah. There's so much more peer pressure with groups. Like because guys will be like, oh, she's ugly. But, like, maybe a second ago, his friend was, like, giving her eyes, and then he's like, oh, no, I can't have that desire anymore. So, like, they're just like, okay, well, not anymore. <laughs> Let me turn off the thing that I like <laughs> um, and just go back to being fucking milk toast, a yeah. milk toast human. Um, so, you know, get prepared for for that, for those kinds of rejections based on those things. And a lot of like the discrimination is very subtle. So sometimes it'll just be like waving you away. And then maybe sometimes you'll notice a trend. Like for example, for a long time, I was, I like, I get shooed away a lot by like Northeast Asian guys. So like Hmm. Koreans, Chinese, um, Japanese. Although at another club, like they were totally down with me but I also had like big curly blonde hair at that time so I was like extra exotic looking oh um but now that I'm like back to like dark hair and stuff they're like oh no thank you like they're just like will wave me away and sometimes I'm like I'm not even gonna fucking try with this guy I mean it's like it's not it's not reasonable to like discriminate fully but like sometimes you just you like notice a trend (laughs) I stay away from, like, um, South Asian guys. South Asian guys, yeah. And I I give the, um, like, East Asian guys a chance because so far none of them have turned me down. Like, mm. Yeah. Um, except for, I mean, this guy didn't turn me down, but it was because he was like, since you're new here, I'll buy a dance with you. Oh. <laughs> and it was, like, a pity thing. That's really interesting. Yeah, but... Um, yeah, I mean, I've had a lot of problems with South Asian guys, too, because... Well, one, um, things are, like, priced down a lot whenever you go to, like, South Asian places, and, like, there's, like, a lot of, like, pretty overt, like, um, 
sex work out there so like full service sex work prostitution type things i don't like to use the word prostitution because it's not correct i say full service whenever i'm referring to that in case you had a question um so like there's like a lot of full service available for like pretty cheap prices and stuff like that um and and also like culturally in a lot of those places it's like it's just part of um the culture to bargain down everything like you Mm -hmm. bargain for your food you bargain for everything um and so it's like a constant hustle where you hustle and they hustle and it's like a back and forth but I'm American and I'm not accustomed to that and so it feels like they're trying to devalue me but really it's just like a cultural thing yeah Um, it's really frustrating though because I'm like I mean I wish that there was some sort of acknowledgement of the fact that in the U.S. it's a lot of our jobs are entirely based on like tips. tips Mm-hmm. Because this was an issue when I was working in restaurants, too, was that there would be, like, large tables of um, South Asian people. And then they would have, like, a 100-plus dollar tab and demand a lot of, like, extra service. Like, mm-hmm. can you get me, like, extra salt, extra, like, lemons um, and, like, things that are, like, kind of free. Mm-hmm. And then they wouldn't leave a tip at all. Or maybe yeah. if it was a tip, it was, like, five cents. Yes. Oh, my God. It's, like, just, like, the, the leftover change from, like, the, the, the cost of their tab. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then another thing with, like, South Asians is, like, the, like, I've been, like, like touched way too many times like just like on the floor by them like they feel like oh just because you're close to me means like I'm entitled to like touch your breasts and like start groping you and shit like that which is obviously not cool like I in no way consented to that I sat in this guy's lap and then he just like before he even said anything he just like like put one of my boobs in his mouth and then was like hey beautiful and I was like wow like you think this is normal behavior yeah I was like I'm gonna go. Like, that's such a fucking violation. Yeah. These fucking bitch, like, fucking bitch asses. <laughs> I mean, I hate to use that word, because, like, it's a pejorative term that only, like, we only have, like, for women. I mean, in Spanish, you can say puto, but, like, it still doesn't have the same kind of punch. Um, but anyway, yeah, what a piece of shit. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, I definitely do, like, I keep my distance with South Asian men, and I find, like, ways to, like, not be directly on them a lot of times because I know like that they're probably gonna try and touch me more. I feel like also every time that I've talked to them, they'll be like, um, like they'll be the types that are like, I will buy a dance with you later, but they really mean it later, but they yeah. keep calling you over and Yeah, they keep wanting to talk and they think yeah, they like wanna have like this long term conversation with you. Yeah. And like maybe they will buy a dance with you. But I also like have been asked for sex like a million times. Yeah. But I also had like I wanna like point out an outlier. I did have this group of South Asian guys, um they were all Indians to be specific. And um they like all bought dances with me and they were reasonable they didn't try to do anything they respected my boundaries and they tipped me decently it wasn't like a fucking amazing tip it wasn't like the it was like a mediocre tip but it was it was a reasonable tip and i was not mad at it Mm -hmm. and and like it was like it was interesting because they all bought a dance with me like it was like one guy would go with me and then he was like okay now it's your turn friend and then (laughs) the friend would go with me and then like he was like okay perfect now last friend your turn 
And <laughs> I was just like, this is interesting because um, there's just like this weird monogamy type, like quasi monogamy that happens at the club yeah. where there's like a bit of a taboo about like you sit on one guy and then like maybe his friend was the one that actually was interested in you. And so like you try and sit on his friend, but then they're like, oh, never mind. Like, yeah, I'm not interested. But like if you'd sat on like the, the other friend, like to start with, they would have gone with you. But, like, the, yeah, there, there's just, like, a lot of feelings of, like, oh, well, she didn't choose me first, so mm-hmm. I'm not going to choose her, even though I, like, even though I like her and I'm attracted to her and I wanted her to sit on me in the first place, like, there's this weird pride about it. Yeah. And also, like, there's just, like, I don't know, people don't want to share. They feel, like, that that it's, like, somehow, like, less special if, like, they share you with their friend, like, 99% of the time. Whenever some guys share, I'm like, wow, you guys are fucking amazing. Like, fucking evolved people. Because <laughs> in the end, like, it's a transactional relationship. We're all having fun. Like, you can vibe with me and your friend can vibe with me. And, like, why not share? But yeah, then you all have the exact same thing to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> or you have, like, similar things to talk about. And, like, you can, like, just... It's, like, a fun thing, like, to share. Yeah. You know, sharing is caring, you guys. It is. You learn this in kindergarten. You can learn this about the strip club. um so let's see so we talked about stigma co-worker relationships we we kind of like touched upon it so whenever you're the new girl there's like you're fresh to the club and people are all the girls are going to look at you and like kind of size you up a little bit like the veterans will know how long you've been stripping just by looking at you (laughs) like they always know it'll be like clear as day like they'll be like oh she's never danced before Mm -hmm. um or you know like oh she's danced at a few clubs before she has like you know she's got the pleaser she's got like a decent enough outfit um and then there's you know if you're if it's like really your first time they'll you know like they're just gonna they'll say something like is it your first club they'll be like oh is it your first club is it your first night mm-hmm. um so you know it, lately people have been switching to how long have you been dancing for oh nice me? that's so nice mm-hmm. yeah it's like whenever people are like oh like you know she's had some experience they've had some experience um they're they're there um and they acknowledge your experience it's nice yeah um so like being the new girl it's like you know, it's hard, like, and being a new girl anywhere, um, you're gonna have to make new friends, people are gonna look at you, they're not gonna know what to think about you. Everyone kind of, the way it feels, I think, being the new girl among all of the new, I mean, the other girls is kind of like, um, how they depict, like, middle school and high school (laughs) being the new girl, because you walk in and everyone's talking to everyone but you, Mm -hmm. and they might look over at you for a second, or, like, look you up and down and then like continue on with what they're yeah. doing oh my god exactly and you open your locker and you're just kind of hanging out by your locker and like you're kind of hanging out alone <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, like you someone who's like a little new or has been new recently might approach you and be like hi um and they'll introduce themselves yeah, they'll introduce themselves you're like hi how are you like um how are you liking it so far like there's always gonna like there's 99% of the time there's gonna be like some nice girl who's like wants to talk to you and like get to know you and um, at my first club most of the people were new actually um but I was working day shifts which it 
was usual at that club to have new girls work day shifts. Yeah, I mean, a lot of clubs, like, will put new girls as day shift so they can kind of... Well, I mean, I honestly feel like day shift is bullshit, and then, like, they're just giving you, like, the shit work because it's, like, you're you're new to it and all. Mm-hmm. Um, Basically, you're there to populate the club in case someone does walk in so it doesn't look... Or, like, that's how it yeah, was at Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, you're creating the ambiance and, mm-hmm. and all of that, so they, like, kind of... They day shift new girls so that people are there for that shift. But it's, like, really a bullshit shift that most clubs... Um, maybe a bit less at the club that we work at now because, like, there's, like, a lot of regulars who have been coming for years who come during day shift because, like, they're, like, business guys and they're at the convention center and they just want to, like, stop by for a lunch break. Maybe a business meeting. Maybe a business meeting or maybe da-da-da. Like, there's a million reasons why people come in I was so shocked when I found out that people come into the club for business meetings. Yeah. (laughs) And it's, like, they'll bring their, um, like, women... Their associates. female colleagues, yeah. yeah. Um, and I don't know, usually everyone looks like a little bit uncomfortable. <laughs> or sometimes they all look like they've done this all the time. Yeah, they do this all the time. And they look really annoyed whenever you try to interrupt a meeting. Yeah. They just, like, stare at you like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, we're like, trying to have a proper business meeting in the strip club. We didn't come here for the ladies. We, we came here for the here dim for the lights ladies. and the zero tables. Yeah. <laughs> we did, we well, came here to... Red Bull. We want, like, $12 Red Bull. Yeah. I'm only about that $12 Red Bull. <laughs> There's something about the taste of $12 more. <laughs> it's baffling. It's truly baffling. Because, like, are they all wanting to kind of just have like boners while they yeah like, are you <laughs> just trying to like hang out and have a boner with your colleagues <laughs> <laughs> like yeah and then like the women are like they're i just feel kind of bad like because either if you're a gay woman or if you're like into women then it's chill but if you're not if you're like just like a straight woman and you're in the club it's like it's not fun for you yeah. in any way it's it like, isn't. there's nothing there for you there's nothing there for you and then like these poor like straight women try to be like it's okay I'm cool mm-hmm. and like I'm like whatever like you don't need to be cool for these men's sake yeah <laughs> but I'm just like you're you're too good for this job just like people like to say to us oh, you yeah. could do better sweetie <laughs> oh the women say that uh well I mean like some some women do but i mean like customers who are like trying to say like captain save a ho shit like oh you could do better than this sweetie Hmm. and i kind of feel that with like straight women who end up at these business meetings at strip clubs i'm like how alienating and like how like fucked are you if you're a boss bringing your like straight female colleagues to do business at a like what is that business like i wonder because it's Mm -hmm. like i mean it's casual enough in a way where they're just like time to go to the club everyone like they're like you know it's fun (laughs) doing this thing that you have no interest in kind of like gives like why not just go to fucking applebee's yeah it's so like michael scott (laughs) (laughs) it's like in the fucking episode of the office (laughs) like so uncomfortable um i had like another thing it was like oh my god it's like this one male boss and then 10 of his female colleagues all at the strip club it was only him. <laughs> I was like, what are you doing? And they all, like, they all looked like, I don't know, like, nurses. I think they were all nurses or something. And, <laughs> and it was just, like, none of them looked like they were having a good time. They were all, like, sitting off at a corner. And they all looked, like, really confused. And oh, my just, God. He's like, oh, no, you poor ladies. Like, what are you <laughs> doing here? This guy seems like a total asshole. Yeah. 
Oh, wow, that's ultimate. That's like a whole other level. It's a whole <laughs> other level. <laughs> it's maybe the most uncomfortable thing I have ever I've ever like, witnessed. Big power move because there's no one in that group or maybe like there were some maybe there secretly, was one like, there was maybe like one lesbian in the group. Yeah. And who knows if she was out, but like Yeah. Like it's just this guy and his like ten ladies, yeah. and he's like, "We're going, uh, come We're on, we're going, guys. We're gonna have fun. <laughs> Why don't you like strippers? <laughs> like, like we see the nude body, nude nude female body every single uh, every day. Day. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it any different? At this the club? is a study of anatomy. It's just a study of anatomy, guys. Can't you just have some fun? <laughs> That's it's so fucking it's it blows my mind. <laughs> I had like a nursing student come in to say that he knows how to pleasure like the female <laughs> body because he's a nursing student and he's wow. like studied it. Wow, he's he studied the body? He must be like <laughs> fucking amazing. Yeah. I wonder I wonder if like the course on like sexual <laughs> on pleasure anatomy. In anatomy is good. It really aided him. <laughs> Yeah, because if there's one thing we know about the medical industry and America broadly, it's that we really promote educating people about pleasure. <laughs> like, oh, that education, all about fucking pleasure. My sex ed classes were only about orgasms. Yep, it was just about orgasms. <laughs> it was about how to flick that bean and jerk that turk. Yeah, after they taught us how to, like, slide condoms onto bananas, we all deep-throated. Yep, that was it. <laughs> yep, it was after the condom conversation, they were like, okay, so now you're gonna lie down and masturbate to pornography. Here's what <laughs> porn you might like. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, my God. That, you know, people say all of the craziest shit. Mm -hmm. um, speaking of which, let's take a quick break to have some texts from clients. Um, I'm going to shout out to Rob, who um, I have had a conversation with and I who I wrote a couple stories about um, because he's terrible. He's a person that I truly dislike. And um, here's some messages he's sent me. Uh, <laughs> I hope you are okay and have simply been busy. On the other hand, you may just be pissed off at me with your fiery Puerto Rican passion. Oh, well, I saw this and immediately thought of you. He sent me some uh, lingerie pictures. Hope the sun is out wherever you are. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um... I have some client texts. I don't... This client, we'll call him um, annoying, and he says... <laughs> annoying, Seth. <laughs> <laughs> he sends me the same gif every day. Oh, my God. It's like this little fox orange fox. Holding out a flower. Yeah, holding out like a little daisy. It's like offering a daisy. But he sent the same fox emoji gif or whatever the fuck it is like six times yeah six different occasions i'm like don't you have like a whole gif keyboard if you have that single gif yeah right like where is he pulling this from Maybe where is it from like did he just download one of them he's like oh i only need this one how did you search it <laughs> fox holding flower looking a little bit like, I don't know the expression of this fox either. It's just like, I'm a sweet little fox. How about a flower? But um, he says, um, 
He said, hey, are you and your family all right on the account of the earthquake? Um, He lives on the East Coast. And I was like, yeah, thanks so much for asking. It was just a little shake. And then he goes, my pleasure. I wish I was there to hold you in my strong arms to keep you safe, warm, and protected. (laughs) Heart, heart. I love keeping you safe, warm, and protected. (laughs) Dot, dot, dot. So sexy and romantic. (laughs) Jif. I'm like, are these, these aren't sentences. (laughs) I like want to take this man back to grade school and be like, okay, sir. And then, and then he says, are you... Also, are you and your family all right? There was a second quake. This was a few days later. Then he sent the gif and like another kiss smiley. And then he resent the message. My pleasure. Even though I didn't respond. (laughs) My pleasure. I wish I was there to hold you in my strong arms to keep you safe and warm and protected. Heart, heart. (laughs) I love keeping you safe, warm and protected. So sexy and romantic. (laughs) I was so disoriented seeing that. (laughs) And like, did he just copy paste it or? like did he just like really need to reiterate the the image of his strong safe arms this client was all about the strong safe arms he just yeah i feel like you should call him strong safe arms because <laughs> you don't have his name saved into your phone and i do not remember it there's like a million clients who i have like uh like i forget their name so i'm just like uh sorry i forgot your name old bald man art dealer from london question mark oh my god wait you say that yes i'll just like put that as like their contact information oh but um also this is the guy who's catholic and so sometimes he'll ask if i went to church yeah like on sundays and then did you go to church clover i just need to know (laughs) did you go to church (laughs) take me to church clover (laughs) i'm an usher he was actively trying to convert you yeah during a dance yeah he was like he was slapping my ass and he was saying (laughs) that you have so much to be grateful to god for (laughs) but he wasn't saying it in like a sexual way it was just like stating it matter of fact like (laughs) you should be grateful like spank (laughs) um oh i have some more from uh from rob so uh we're talking about nerds and stuff and i'm like oh yeah like nerds are cool and he's like after you told me you like nerds i have been depressed all afternoon because i don't think of myself as a geek despite the fact i have three engineering degrees i believe my athletic background and mba makes me more social slash normal i hope you're feeling better and getting back into your routine Oh my god, that oh is my god. so funny. He's like, dep- he's like depressed that I like said a positive thing about nerds? people, about nerds, because he was like talking about how he has to manage nerds and how it's like hard to talk to them. And I'm like, well, like maybe they just don't like talking to you. But like maybe that was just like in my mind. In my mind, I was like, maybe they don't like talking to you. Maybe they're just avoiding talking to you, Rob. But <laughs> I didn't say that. I was just like, ah, oh, you know, like nerds are fine. Like, I like nerds, and he's like, oh, I'm depressed. <laughs> this man had so that many insecurities. That is so good. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, and then afterwards, he's like, I am chief engineer on a missile warning program. I am responsible for a 750 million payload contract. Is that nerdy enough for you? Question mark, exclamation mark, <laughs> question mark, exclamation mark, LOL. Sorry you have still have the sniffles with your figure. If you get a chest cold, I am certain it will be a doozy. LOL. Have a good evening. 
what? <laughs> so I want to be a doozy. I'm like, okay, what are you talking about? Like, I have a chest cold, and he says it will be a doozy <laughs> because you're with my figure. Like, I don't understand. What? Is he saying your chest? just looks like it would just be <laughs> my totally my shaken. breasts because they're nice means like i should be ill <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so if i'm ill it's it, i don't i I'm literally so don't understand the logic in what this man is saying like sometimes it's like these thoughts are so completely incoherent and off the wall me trying to make sense of man logic is beyond me yeah. Especially, like, this guy, he's, like, I don't know. I guess he's, like, a baby boomer or after baby boomer. He's, what? like, I forget. I don't know how old he is, honestly. How old does he look? He looks, like, 70. Oh. So you mean, like, before baby boomers? Yeah, pre-baby boomer. I... I forget what that generation is. I think he might be a baby boomer still. I mean, like, there's a really wide age range Because now, for like, boomers. millennials are, like, from 85, so 10 years older than me. Mm-hmm. So, like, 35-ish. Yeah. Um. So then... Yeah, an- so that's, like, a, what, 20-year 20 20 year age difference, right? Mm-hmm. Or, wait, no, 85 wait. to 95, so that'd be a decade difference. Yeah, yeah. So when was baby? I don't. Know. I don't fucking know. Fucking baby boomers. <laughs> yeah. It's, I don't know what generation he is, but he's from a whack generation. That I didn't know he like looked that. seventy. I was imagining this guy looking like, because I've heard a little bit about him. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I heard a lot about him. I heard a lot about him. He's it's like one of my client horror stories, where he was just like really emotionally demanding like he would text me every day like all day various things like at first it seemed sweet like he would like take pictures from his hikes and he was always doing like these super long hikes like nine mile hike today 13 mile hike today i hiked up this mountain here's a picture of me on a mountain look at this beautiful sight yeah and then he would like take pictures from his rose garden because he like had roses and stuff and then after a while it became like this like weird like emotional like kind of like abusive language stuff yeah. like just like crazy mind games crazy like jealousy mm-hmm. and and like one time he was like i want to take you shopping at agent provocateur for some lingerie and i'm like uh, maybe but i want to bring a friend not just for safety reasons but also because it's like god it's such an emotional drain like going out as a sex worker with a client to like do shopping or whatever because it's such an ob- apparent situation like yeah me a uh, like young brown woman in her 20s him an old white man in his 70s what the fuck do you think is going on mm-hmm. like it's just and he just like could not for the life of him spare any empathy to the situation and he was just like oh well i'm disappointed you would say that i'm very hurt uh, i thought that this was going to be something serious but it seems like you won't be able to fulfill my needs yeah i'm like wow well, man. He really dragged it out, too. He like did. It, it went beyond this. He had so many white tears. Oh, uh, oh the man. He could cry a fucking river. Yeah. Anyway. Just, so. <laughs> but also, like, the f- the two guys that we 
um, hung out with at, like, the mansion. And yeah, had, yeah, the mansion in uh, Manhattan. But, like, they were also, like, really old. Like, one of them looked <laughs> like he was 90. Yeah, he had, <laughs> he had, like, the fucking concave body of, like, the super elderly. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and still was just... No, it was very... Con- wait, is concave... Or wait, convex. convex. Yeah, it was very convex. Yeah, thank you for correcting me. The bloaty tummy. Yeah. They were, like, inviting us to hang out again, and I thought that it was going to be, like, a situation where they paid us or something, and but it was really... Like, they wanted to get, like, dinner with us, and I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, I can afford, like, a really expensive dinner on my own, and then I wouldn't have to spend time with you. Yeah, no one would be looking at us. Like, (laughs) the first time, like, they paid us, like, each, like, $1,000... And some, well, some more than a thousand dollars, but yeah, well, they paid me more than a thousand because I was with them for longer, but mm-hmm. like in total, like two thousand um, afterwards. But yeah, it's like if you're not paying me a thousand dollars, I don't like don't talk to me. <laughs> don't yeah. talk to me. Um, okay, so I just threw out a, a money number, and a lot of people have questions about how much money you can expect. There is so much variation, you guys. And it's really going to depend on the club. It's going to depend on the night, on the hustle, the season. There's a lot of seasonal fluctuations and monthly fluctuations. So, like, some places um, you're going to have a really slow summer. Or some places you're going to have a really slow winter. Um, A lot of places you're going to have a slow winter, especially, like, around Christmas time or, like, after Thanksgiving. Holidays are always, like, well, no, not always. But ones where it's more Mm family-oriented, I think it's you won't have people yeah valentine's day i've worked valentine's day and i swear it was like the saddest holiday it was just like a bunch of like heartbroken lonely people oh my god who were so depressed and i thought like oh maybe i'll make bang tonight because like we had a we had a valentine's day party and it went well for me Mm -hmm. um but yeah then working on the day of valentine's day was such a mistake so i left early (laughs) because it was just like the vibe was so depressing it was like my girlfriend left me last month we've been together for three years and i'm just you know i'm trying to get over her (laughs) (laughs) like okay um also you're gonna have some money fluctuations uh around the first of the month so oh yeah people paying like rent and stuff yeah whenever people are paying rent and utilities and stuff at the first of the month there's kind of like a drop off but also people get paid on the first a lot of times so that there might be money too it's really going to be a toss-up and sometimes your regulars want to come in on a certain day that happens to be at the end of the month and usually that's a slow time but you know they want to be there so that will change your money um, levels so what can you expect i would say my lowest day that i ever had and it was at a topless bar and i was one of the skinniest girls there and I'm not that skinny, but I just am, like, skinny compared to the girls there. You're really skinny. You were, like, a size zero. What are you saying? Well, I mean, like, I, <laughs> but it, like it's not like I'm totally flat, though. Mm. Like, I have boobs. I have, like, a little booty. Like, it's not, yeah, it's it's not anything to talk about, but it's, like, fine. <laughs> <laughs> like, there are definitely some girls who are, like, flat in the front and flat in the back, like little snake yeah. bite titties. And who, who, like, when their legs are together, they don't touch even a little bit. Yeah, there's, there's like, like, total thigh gaps the whole way around. Um like I would say like you need to have you need to be a little thick like in the right places um at most clubs but anyway um worst night ever or worst day I I worked a day shift fuck day shift if somebody if club day shifts you don't work there 
is my advice. Unless you're so nervous that you want to kind of have a day where you just feel out. I I liked my first few shifts working Mm -hmm. the day shift because I was also getting wages. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I was getting $60 for six hours. So, I mean, which isn't a lot, but it was enough to be like, okay, I'm getting money. And I'm also learning how to do some tricks because there were some people who'd been working at that club for five months at Mm -hmm. that point um, pretty consistently. And so they were good at moving and they showed me the ropes and um, (laughs) like, here's a rope. (laughs) (laughs) We have so many ropes, actually. We do aerial here. Uh, Aerial only. (laughs) Just kidding. But, um, yeah, and also just sort of uh, talking to the occasional client who would come in. It's a good practice grounds if you want practice and if you're really shy like I am. Because yeah, I'm the shyest shy, person And if you kind of want to, like, dip your toe in the pool. Yeah. Because um, night shift, it's going to be, like, a decent number of girls who are reasonably experienced. And it's intimidating to walk in on, honestly. Like, if it's your first... Like, working at um, Selena's Club, I've been pretty intimidated even still because... Since I was mostly working day shifts, it was people who weren't really doing, like, all of these, like, dropping into splits and, like, climbing up a pole upside down type of stuff. Yeah. Um, There's, like, a lot of really, like, talented dancers at my club. I mean, at, like, most clubs, like, especially in L.A., like, the pole slash dance scene here is out of this world. mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I don't know about Florida. Florida might top us and Atlanta might top us, but... I mean, L.A. strip clubs are known for a reason, because the girls are bomb, the tricks are amazing, like, the floor routines are amazing, and it's just, like, it's an experience. Um, And I guess for me, I'm, like, kind of... I'm, like, a fuck it kind of person, like, um, YOLO, and I go hard. Mm -hmm. And um, so, like, my first audition... She's, like, the best dancer at the club. (laughs) Though I haven't seen her climb up the pole upside down. I'm sure you could do it. Yeah. Yeah, I I think I could do it, but it depends on... I wonder how that person was doing it, because I think it's, like, this snaking up. Yeah. It was, Um, like, a warming up bit, like, with your boots, but, like, still impressive, because I couldn't pull myself up that way. Um, I mean, I've I've used to try to do it, so I've, like, done a a lot of, like, uh, pole conditioning exercises and stuff like that, Um, so I am really strong, and I can do do a bunch of pull-ups, you guys. Uh, You'd be surprised by how many pull-ups I can do. That was impressive. (laughs) I tried doing, like, I did one pull-up, and that was fine, and then when I did the second one, I threw out my neck for, like, several days. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, can I pull up, but with my neck? (laughs) I don't know how I did that, because I was like, oh, cool, but it was like, because each, it was with all of my strength, each pull-up took maybe, like, five seconds to get up, and so like by the second one it was just like you're not supposed to be doing that bitch like you gotta drop it (laughs) get off of this oh my gosh yeah when uh we were on set one time and like killing time there's a pull-up bar and everybody was like like okay your turn not everybody's turn like we're all gonna take turns and show how many pull-ups we can do and then i i think i did like seven or eight pull-ups at that time and everybody's like what (laughs) (laughs) but you know you got that upper body strength whenever you're like doing pole stuff man i'm really strong i'm finding out yeah yeah yeah. mesomorph that mesomorph body mesomorph i kind of like it it's like a really cool weapon because i do not work out i never work out but the fact that i do anything like even twice a week means that i'm bulking up like Mm -hmm. really quickly yeah and i'm just like 
I'm a good fighter. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I can do that game, you know, that lightsaber game where you hold, you know, like grab my hand. Uh-huh. This, and you're supposed to not, like whoever slices the other person first somewhere. Oh, wait, how does, oh, you have to like go across the body. Or not go across, you just have to touch them anywhere. So okay, the so b- podcasting <laughs> is not a visual medium. So it's kind of like if you were to like be kind of doing thumb work, like hand position, or actually it's more like if you're a shaking handshake, your hand. But you keep your index finger out. You keep your index finger you're out. You're facing each other like you're dueling, mm-hmm. and you don't want the other person's finger to touch your body. Yeah. So it's kind of like wrestling. Yeah, kind of like arm wrestling, like a variation of arm wrestling. Yeah. Um... But it's full body involved. You you move all over a room, all over everywhere. Yep. Um, Yep. (laughs) But I'm really good at that. Oh, um, so to get back to the question, the lowest amount of money I've made was $40. Wait, like, and I guess that's without wages included. Not wages. There were no wages at that time. I've made zero, for the record. (laughs) Like, a few shifts. Like, my first three. Made zero dollars. It's, yeah, so, um... It was kind of crazy to me because, like, my first night that I ever worked at a club, and this was out in Baltimore. Um, wow, I just had to burp right there. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Um, it keeps coming. <laughs> I made like $400, and that was like, it was definitely decent, and I was not, I, I was really thrilled at the time because I was working for f- really fucking bullshit money, like working minimum wage at this job that I hated with a boss who would just like yell at me every day. I was like, wow, yelling, that's real great communication. Mm. Um, So it was just like really stressful. And then like in one night I made like $400, which was kind of what I was making. Like it was about what I made over like two days or whatever at my other job. So, I mean, I was apparent I was not making jack shit money, but anyway, um, but yeah, so I just showed up and I guess also like whenever you're a new girl you have like new girl energy and people just are they kind of gravitate toward it it's almost like you're a virgin again yeah (laughs) like when you're a new girl at the club they're like oh so far that has not been my experience everyone hypes it up and for the life of me I'm like looking and I'm looking for whoever they are rumoring to care about new girls but everyone is like if they catch wind of me being new they're just kind of like oh that's cute um (laughs) <laughs> You're cute. Uh, <laughs> cool. Oh, cute. Never mind. Yeah, because they want someone who's going to really, like, put it down on them. Yeah, put it down on me, put it down on me. It just, like, it looks as though I don't know what I'm doing, and so I probably won't give them their money's worth is kind of the vibe I've gotten. Oh, uh, yeah, like, they look at you, and they're like, she's too innocent for me. Yeah. I, I can't do it. <laughs> like, I've gotten the rare person who kind of has some sort of DDLG kink, and and I kind of... Um, to, would you want to tell everybody what that is? Daddy, Dom, little girl, kind mm-hmm. of. So it's yeah. like people who um, are into innocence, but like specifically DDLG is a lot more explicitly like um, you pretend to be a little girl, I'll pretend to be your daddy. And that might even include like diapers. Yeah. That might include you taking shits. Yeah. <laughs> it includes you maybe crying and being bad being a brat wearing Mm -hmm. like onesies or shit like that loving stuffed animals Mm -hmm. your stuffies using your baby voice dad Mm -hmm. yeah we can't have mom catch us 
<laughs> yeah, that's Catholic guy. Shout out Catholic guy. Shout out Catholic guy. What is it? Uh, big strong arms. Big strong arms. Shout out big strong arms. Keeping me safe. Keeping me safe. <laughs> Fucking his daughters. Fucking his daughters. I know like too many men who actually, yeah, no, because of the way that I am, I do get men who are like, yeah, um, I like girls the age of my daughters mm-hmm. or something and it's really creepy yeah i mean like i personally teens. like don't have a problem with guys who like women who are like their daughter's age as long as like we're legal age and shit like that like it's creepy more if it's like underage i like, have a big issue with thing. it but unless like no even still i have issues with it <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's, like, because I like to date older people. Like, I like to date older men and women. So, it's just, like, a preference. And I don't... I don't know. I just... I, when I was 15, I was dating, like, a 23-year-old. So, I have a little bit of, like, a um, thing about it. Mm-hmm. Um, because That's that was definitely just, like, a really Predatory bad, relationship. Yeah. But then I think it still carries. And I think it's just, like, as I get older and I look at, like, someone who's, like, 16 or even someone who's 20, it just feels such... Yeah. Like, a completely different point in my life. Yeah. And the grooming that happens. Mm-hmm. That... Yeah. When I was 21, I dated a 19-year-old, and that was really weird for me, and I <laughs> felt really bad about it the whole time. I was like, I didn't mean to have a crush on you. Like, we were just, like, a Tinder hookup, and then we just started dating. Mm. Um, Ugh, 19. I could not date 19 again. I could yeah. not date younger. It's just, uh, no. Um, so, anyway, so as far as, like, money, so $40 is the lowest I've ever made. Um, now there's minimum wage out here, so it's, like, $60 for, like, a six-hour shift. Although, like, a lot of clubs, it's, like, $14 per hour is, like, the minimum because they're, like, raising the minimum wage out here in California to $14, so a lot of clubs are just, like, let's just fucking skip to the $14 per hour Mm -hmm. thing. But even still, like, your money goes to taxes, so it's still, like, 60-something Yeah, so you won't get your taxes back until tax season. So, um... I mean, it's just going to vary a lot. Um, and then on the high end, um, I've made like 2500 in a night. Ooh. Yeah. That was with one of my favorite regulars who is currently in town. Shout out to uh, Nickname Danny. Mm. He's my favorite. He's uh, my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> I sh- okay, so quick, quick story. Um, I shared Danny with Clover. Um, because I was away this past weekend at a wedding, um, and I, he was like, uh, you're not going to be in town. I'm like, no, but my I like that you sister- kind of made an accent just then, the way you said, you're, you're not going to be in town. You're not going to be in town. <laughs> That's like my most leprechaun accent. <laughs> Is he a little leprechaun? He's a tall leprechaun. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. So I was like, I'm not in town, but my sister is in town and also my friend is in town if you want to see you know if you want them to come and visit you. So yeah, we like arranged it and so Clover has met met him and we haven't even talked about what all happened yeah. with you guys. <laughs> I like my favorite thing about him is that he has like the best uh, dirty talk because it's like out there dirty talk. Mm-hmm. Like it's always like so you see that girl over there I want that waitress she's kind of cute but you know you would look a lot cuter in her clothes so I want you to steal her clothes and put them on yeah and then they could pretend 
like I'm fucking her and I'm fucking you at the same time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like okay. Oh my god. Or, or he's like talking about like we're fucking and then, um, and then I want you to pee all over me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I have so many things shower. to say about <laughs> that meetup, but it was all it was like fun overall. I was like, Danny, you're the best. <laughs> That's kind of how I feel at the end. Um, yeah. He's he's so funny and he's so funny. He always like has some fun hotel shit. Like, and he's like so chill too. He's yeah. just like okay, whatever. He's like, like okay, like I just want you know if you're not into it, that's fine. Yeah, he's <laughs> like, like we'll just stop. Yeah. Um. Very good about consent and and talking and communicating. Yeah, it was like a very like, I mean, because I don't do like um like full service or even half service I just was kind of like there I was a presence and an outlet for like fantasies yeah so yeah so like there's such a wide range I mean Cardi like talks about making like three thousand dollars I heard about somebody who um what's his face I forget the name of this fighter um Anyway, it's it's somebody who fought McGregor a while ago. I, I cannot for the life of me remember. Um, dear God, I'm so upset at myself for not remembering because I try to remember the names of like UFC fighters, but it blows. It, it you know what? Whatever. Anyway, so this fighter came in um, to the club and apparently he threw like ten thousand dollars on a girl. Whoa! Like what the fuck? What the fuck? Yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, so. I was working at one of those clubs where that kind of thing could happen, but that was where I made $40 because that club was geared toward thicker girls and also girls with, like, major implants. So ass implants were, like, everywhere. Everybody had ass implants. And, like, it's totally dope, and I kind of wish I could get behind it. <laughs> That's oh, a pun. Oh, oh, ass oh. implants. Let me get behind it. Hey. Um, but Derriere. Derriere. Um, <laughs> but I just, I don't want to, cause I don't want to stretch out my butt. And I also like know that those things need to be adjusted. Like every eight years or so you need to like get implant adjustments and like lifts and stuff to keep them like looking reasonable and not saggy and funny. And I'm just implants like, migrate, yeah. they kind of flip, they can flip upside down or inside, you know, it's like hot on people, but also like there's something that's so pretty to me about like just like bodies that like kind of like sag when they yeah. get like older and like become like yeah like, like old people i think saggy bodies are nice i think like all of the body variation is nice i like really big nipples i like small nipples i like tiny boobs i like really big boobs fake boobs fake butts I mean, I'm I'm down for pretty much any body, all bodies. Bodies are great. But um, but yeah, so like with a lot of those, like really, um, you know, like baller type clubs where like rappers come in, like fucking Fifty Cent and Too Short and whatnot. Like that's places like like uh, AOD or like Hofbrau or like Crazy Girls and stuff like that. Which, like, they can be good if you're a girl who has gotten some work done, or if you're just, like, naturally, like, really curvy, um, and you have a pretty face, um, but I'm not naturally curvy, so it just wasn't a good fit for me, um, and also, like, at those clubs, uh, they, a lot of times, because they're known as, like, celebrity clubs and stuff, um, with celebrity dancers and whatnot. You gotta have, like, clout. You gotta have clout, and also you gotta sell, like, a lot of 
like so for example I think at Crazy Girls you have to sell like something like $500 in champagne bottles what? every week mm-hmm. oh my I don't god know. yeah how much is a champagne bottle I want to say it's like $100 or something oh, okay well that's yeah, I mean, it's still. somewhat reasonable, but it's also, like, you know they're, like, buying that shit champagne, and it's, like, you know, to hustle that kind of thing. It's hard to hustle things that you don't, like, believe in, you know? You're like, oh, this champagne is very shitty, but you know what? You should buy it. <laughs> yeah, another thing about, like, I think being, coming from, I don't know, not a rich family or being, like, a little bit poor yeah. is that it's really hard for me to want to sell anything almost because I'm like, this is crazy this is extortion yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's definitely how i feel too i'm like but how could you want to spend a hundred dollars on this bullshit when yeah. you could buy it for twenty dollars yeah um but you know you got to think like a rich person because like it's all about the status and stuff mm-hmm. i was like talking to danny about like vip stuff and he was like, one time I went clubbing with my brother and we went to this cool club. Um, it was like one of those uh, like invite or like uh, you got to be on the list type clubs. And my brother got me in because he was like, oh, I know this person and this person and this person. And then um, whenever we got in, he was like, it was nice. And there were like all kinds of hot people, pretty women and all of that. And I was like, oh, this is fun. Nice. And then he was like, and my brother was like, no, we got to get into the real vi- VIP now. And so the guy, so the brother, like, talked them into the VIP room, and there were, like, like less than half of the people that are in the main club in the VIP room. Like, it was, like, mostly empty. Oh, my and God. And then the brother was like, well, there's actually this extra super VIP room. What? That we need to get into. <laughs> and so he, like, hustled them into the super VIP room, and then it was just the two of them. Whoa. <laughs> It's, like, this crazy, like, status thing. That's so funny. (laughs) And, like, in that special VIP room where it was just the two of them, like, all of the drinks were, like, $100. Holy shit. Did they, like, stay in there? They chilled in there? I have no idea what they did. Danny was just like, I don't know why we did this. (laughs) (laughs) He was like, it's, these places aren't fun. Um, But, yeah. So, money, there's a lot of variation. So we'll kind of, like, wrap up the final thing with what not to do. Because there are so many things not to do. Okay, you guys? Yeah. So, one. Don't dance in front of the stage if you are not the person on stage. Don't put your hands on the stage of the girl who's there. Don't talk to the customers who are sitting at the stage. That shit is rude. That shit will get you into a locker room fight. And definitely listen for the um dj saying like kind of their get off the stage cue because mm-hmm. i've accidentally danced through <laughs> that and he was like i said it like five times and was really pissed and i was yeah. so mortified because like this the girl after me was just like i've just been like waiting here and wow yeah yeah you don't want to piss off the other girls so like try and listen for your name and it's definitely like quite chaotic trying to hear for your name whenever the club is really loud the DJ maybe says your name like once or twice and they're like playing a song over you and you're trying to like be involved with your stage set so really like try to pay attention to the end of your song I just remember him saying something that was like for me ambiguous at the time it was like get on down or something oh. and I thought he was like hyping me up <laughs> I was like yeah word yeah like there, get down hey yeah <laughs> there hey. were like a lot of people hey. around the stage 
and people kept like flocking over so I was like guess I'm doing good like (laughs) (laughs) I guess I'm doing good and they want an encore yeah (laughs) uh no girls will get upset about that because um the stage is kind of like your fucking sushi conveyor belt Mm -hmm. so it's like everybody gets on you do your like fucking 360 twirls and your little dance and like people like get to see you and make a decision like oh like I want this salmon roll to dance with me true um, oh, when men walk, like, right in the door, wait, like, a second, I think, because they'll turn down the first few girls that ask them. It depends on the guy. But yeah, if, yeah. They're, if they're not a regular, if they look new or something. If they look new or if they look shy, like, give them, like, until they've gotten their drink or whatever, because mm-hmm. there's usually, like, a one drink minimum at all clubs, even if it is, like, a Red Bull. Um, so, like, give them a second to get their drink and sit down. Um, but, I mean, yeah, there, that's not a tried-and-true rule, because I have definitely seen girls, like, come and just swoop and pick up a guy, and I've definitely done it, too. Like, that's true. Just, like, they just came in, and I say hi, and they're like, let's go for a dance right now. I think lately the trend has been, like, I just got here, just kind of want to look at the sushi conveyor belt a little bit longer, see what types of sushi there are before yeah. I settle on one roll. Yeah, I think that's generally, like, how guys are. Um, I mean, it doesn't hurt to, like, introduce yourself and be like, oh, hi, well, I just wanted to say hi you know like um welcome to the club and i hope you have so much fun like yeah, i'll you catch you later do that yeah that's like a good it doesn't idea. quite hurt to introduce yourself but just like don't i mean you can be pushy and some girls are fucking amazing at being pushy and that's mm-hmm. how they make their money um especially oh my god i love the russian girls who like don't speak much english at all and they'll just like continuously be like okay so we're dancing now yes Mm. <laughs> and then they like get people to buy dances and shit. Oh my god! I'm like, get it, get it, lady. Yeah. Um, don't do too many drugs or drink so that you lose track of your money. I have been shortchanged on money because I was too drunk. I mentioned this in the last episode, but um, just you know, be careful. You have to be your best advocate. You got to make sure that. Um, you come out with what you worked for because it's really hard and you don't want to like have your labor uncompensated or undercompensated. Yeah. Don't leave your purse laying around. I used to leave my phone everywhere all over the club. Don't do it. Girls would be kind of annoyed. Like it was because I was working day shifts and no one was there except for the girls. Mm -hmm. And I don't think I got it through my head that also some people do steal. Yeah. People definitely steal. There's, like, substance abuse problems and stuff like that um, among dancers. And also, like, customers steal. Mm -hmm. Um, Customers have, like, walked off with girls' bags and shit like that. Mm. Um, Sometimes they might try to pick up money that's fallen on the floor. Oh, my God. Customers. Oh, my God. The broke-ass customers that try and pick up dollars on the floor and, like, either keep it for themselves or give it back to you makes uh, makes me so mad. Yeah. I just want to murder somebody when that happens. I'm like, wow, you are that broke. Can I talk for a second, just like derail, but like about the guy that was named Hank that was watching you dance and watched you get down from the stage, but thought I was you <laughs> while you were still getting down <laughs> from the stage. <laughs> he was like, I was watching you on the stage and I was mesmerized. I was mesmerized. My name's Hank. <laughs> and then it's, he gave me Hill. he gave me two dollars. Wow! Don't spend those two dollars in one place. I first I was like what if he gave me a 40 right now and I was like I'm about to be given a moral dilemma of do I give this to Selena or do I just keep this a secret Mm -hmm. just kidding I would have told you about (laughs) it and I would have asked you what you think (laughs) and I probably would have given it to you I've been like whatever like I don't care (laughs) um okay 
another thing don't tell people your real name have a real fake name mm-hmm. uh, mentioned this in the last episode my real fake name is Alana so mm-hmm. if people are like, Selena's not your real name, tell me your real name. And I'm like, um, I don't know. I don't know if I can tell you. Um, it's Alana. And they're like, oh my gosh, I'll keep it a secret forever. Alana. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay, sure. Yeah, so have like a real fake name um, for people who are really persistent and are like, I'm not going to buy a dance if I don't even know your name. Yeah, how can I trust you? How can I trust you? I already told you Do my you name is Rob. Me? Aren't we in love? Aren't we in love? <laughs> uh, don't tell a customer your life story. They don't need to know. And also, like, the they like, don't d- care. They actually don't they care. They really don't care and they don't listen. Mm-mm. No, it's, it's really, like, they're hardly in it to listen to you when they ask you a question they kind of are just doing it out of like courtesy or awkwardness yeah it's like this strange courtesy that's not at all courteous yeah um it's just like don't keep it short even if they ask you like a deep question like so what do you like want so what do you want out of life yeah <laughs> just be like um i want a family one day and a husband and i want nah, nah, nah. like whatever just like come up with some really like boring ass bullshit and that'll pass for them mm-hmm um, just because you don't want to waste your time. And that's like the real thing is like whenever you get too deep into this, you're going to end up in conversations that take like 15, 20 minutes. And, but then, like if you're in a VIP set, yeah, you can kind of. Fill- oh, you can go in if you're in a VIP set. Fucking talk your ass off at that point. Yeah, because then it'll make them feel like you have a connection. Yeah. Like you don't want to talk too much, but, you know, like feel free to like talk a little bit more during the sets and stuff once they've paid for things with you. But otherwise, like, if you're not getting paid by them, like, don't go too deep into things. And also, like, another reason not to do that is because sometimes people start to know you too intimately and they mm-hmm. start having feelings. They do. About, like, oh, I'm taking advantage of this real human being. I have. I am a bean. I had a regular, <laughs> and this is very past tense at this point, um, but he only came twice. Mm-hmm. He, came, he came once the first time, at which point he was, like, I have feelings for you by the end of the night and I'll I don't even want to like jerk off unless you're there right next to me. <laughs> I want to like fuck you all night. Yeah, like, <laughs> I want to be exclusive with you. Yeah. My new stripper girlfriend. But he was also like I've had a girlfriend for 9 years and I just like can't cheat on her but I want to come visit you every time she's out of town like and it's not cheating. It's just <laughs> like like it's just it's just a whole thing and this is probably fabricated like my feelings are probably fake. He was so emotionally confused about this yeah so he came back really have full internal monologues as soon as as soon as she went away again for like the fourth of july he was like i have to come see you again she's gone like and he came and he was like also like sorry i blocked you um and like I hadn't noticed because of course I'm not texting this oh, guy. Oh, he blocked you. It was news to me. I was like, okay, this guy's been having some sort of emotional wow, he's turmoil. Been going through some turmoil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he was just like, um, I just like it's it's just so risky, and I, I had such a guilty feeling, but it made me like you even more. Whenever you like said. Um, when I texted you like the next day after and you responded like hope you're not feeling too guilty about everything like I just knew like I just knew we have a connection um it's an internet connection and and so like all of this is going on and he's like I walked into the club and I've never been in a club where everyone's naked but I saw you and you're the only one I was looking at you're the only one I care about and I only have eyes 
for you. Oh my you. god. It was like kind of overwhelming because I just felt this person's emotions like yeah. coming down upon me and I haven't thought of him at all but like <laughs> he what? like you have not crossed my mind, sir. Like no, not even like I've only been kind of worried about him having these feelings and I was like, "Oh cool, he hasn't texted me." That's nice was my one thought this past month. <laughs> You're like, "Oh wow, great. Less of an emotional burden." And he was like, "We have to get drinks. Let's do something." And I'm just humoring him mm. for like money and he, I'm like, "Yeah, we do. We've got to be friends in real life." Um even though it wouldn't work because you'd block me as soon as your girlfriend <laughs> gets back. And uh-huh. so yeah. He texts me like two days or like the day after the fourth and is like um it's just come to my attention that this could never work and I have to block you for good this time and I'll never see you again like wow man it's like he had a whole drama going on he gave me a full-on like it was pages of breakup text wow just pages client breakups are a real thing they're real client breakups are so real and sometimes they're emotional Mm-hmm. Because you're like, oh, man, I have to break up with you, but money. Or, like, sometimes they'll, like, break up with you because they have so many emotions going on. And, and it's hard to not, like, f- like I guess, get involved in someone's emotional involvement in you in a way. Yeah. Because it's, like... Because it is an emotional labor. Yeah, and it's, like, and I mean, I care about the customers that care about me. Yeah, I mean, you can't, like, divorce, like, sexual interactions from, like, emotions. Like, I mean, you can kind of, and it depends on the person, but, like, there's still emotions involved. We're still like we're multi-dimensional people yeah yeah it's like i'm here for like if you if you give me money first and foremost and like he was like a pretty generous customer he was like let me just what dance were you hoping to get with that guy i'll buy it oh nice i know it was like really sweet like nice. he was like you don't have to look for anything in anyone but me though wow. was like his vibe. i'll be your everything girl mm-hmm. yeah um but anyway let's get back to these oh things yeah not yeah. to do um so don't push yourself to work when you're feeling really sad unless you really need that check. But I would say it's really important to take time for your mental health because it is very demanding dealing with people, like being this like full contact with people. And um, it's important to be in a happy place because people, we communicate so non-verbally. And whenever you're feeling down, it's like it's palpable. Like you can kind of feel it coming off of a person that they're just not feeling well or that they're having mental health problems or that they're sad or depressed. And it's kind of like it's like you omit this like, oh, no, no, thank you. Like kind of juice mm-hmm. <laughs> like this whole like people yeah. can sense it coming off of you whenever you're feeling sad and it's so hard for me to work whenever I'm feeling sad um, now I'm like a little bit better at it because I'm so practiced and I can kind of plaster on a smile and shit like that but yeah. but there's definitely times where I have taken off because I just couldn't do it or like I leave early because I'm feeling sad I have mood dips around my menstrual cycle like right before my period mm, um, so I definitely will take time or be more gentle be gentler with myself do managers get mad if you leave before the end of your shift because you're sad though isn't that I mean like, it depends early? like at our at our club like if you just say like I'm feeling really sad I'm going through some stuff they'll be like oh okay like no worries girl come back later like you at, at our club like they're really flexible and also like a lot of times it, it just depends on how many girls are there so like if there's like 35 girls like you can usually like leave if you need to or if you want to 
um, because, you know, there's only so many customers and it's honestly better for the other girls. And mm-hmm. sometimes managers are like, damn, there's too many girls working tonight, but there's not much I can do about it. Yeah, I, I felt like it was fine that I left kind of early on in the um, 4th of July party night. Mm-hmm. There were like 50 girls or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, you were totally fine leaving early. <laughs> Um, I bet all of those managers just made, or like all of the um, salaried people made so much money that night. I had to hustle so hard to like make my grand, but you know, whatever, it happens. That's cool that you did the full grand. Because it was pretty hopeless at the time when I left is how it felt. It was like, you were like, I got like three VIP sets. Racks on racks on racks. It was crazy. (laughs) You know, I try to leave with a rack if I can. Um, at least once a week. So I would say don't promise extras you don't plan on fulfilling because you can get fired. So if you, so this is a problem for multiple reasons. Um, Like we all want to say like, oh yeah, we'll totally bone if you take me up to the hour long room and pay $600 and then you don't want to at all and you just want to like leave a guy. But you can get in trouble because one, it's illegal to like s- promise that you'll sell sex to somebody and you could definitely like get uh, in legal trouble for doing that and the club could also be liable for like for you uh, saying that you sell sexual services mm-hmm. um, and that's why a lot of the things that happen in the club are really discreet and like people will use like coded language or they'll whisper about things that they do or whatnot um, I want always wondered because inside of the rooms they have cameras yeah they do have cameras um, so like Who's watching these vids? Like, who's the surveillance watching uh, You know, people? it's really unclear sometimes. Like, sometimes uh, managers will be there. Usually it's just kind of like an ongoing um, CCTV feed so that uh, you just, like, have it in case something bad happens. So, like, say somebody gets, like, robbed or assaulted or something, then there's video evidence of it. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times nobody's watching the, um, the screens. They're, like, doing other things in the office or whatnot. But, and, and you don't know, like, maybe they're up there jacking off to, like, what's going on. <laughs> it's, like, kind of the nature of the biz. I, I also, like, wonder sometimes if, like, um, dance rooms end up in, like, Pornhub or whatnot, like, the mm, camera feeds. But yeah. That just will be a, a question that plagues my mind forever. <laughs> I usually use it as an excuse. Like, if a customer is like, but come on, like, I know you're into it. I'm like, if they're really pushy, I'm like, do you see that camera up there? My boss is literally watching me right now, and I could get fired if I do anything. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, also, like, sometimes these cameras don't even work, and, like, they just have, like, the light on, and it's just, like, you know, it's just decorative to, like, make people feel like they're being watched. Like, um, but it has no live feed, so... That's freaky. I would prefer if it did, almost, even though <laughs> it's been, like, a source of stress for me. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, yeah, don't promise uh, extras that you don't plan to fulfill because you could get fired, you could get in legal trouble, you could get the club in legal trouble, you're a liability. Um, just, like, try not to do that. Um, don't start petty shit because you're going to have to follow through that with that petty shit. Um... And, uh, you know, you're going to end up in a fight. And it's just it's just fucking messy. It's sloppy. Um, you should be there for money. You should be there to, like, come home with your wages um, and not to, like, start shit and not to, like, waste your time. Don't spend all night in the locker room because uh, you're not getting paid there. You're really not getting paid to hang out in the locker room. Like, 
Um, it's just uh, you're going to waste your time. And it's like you could be doing so many other things. Like you could be home watching documentaries like me. Mm, yeah. <laughs> so like try not to like whenever you're at work, you should be working. I mean, I know this is like maybe redundant because people kind of understand that. And that's like with any job, try to do your job at your job. But I mean, feel free to give yourself a break. Give like, yourself when you breaks, need a yeah. break. And it, especially if you need mental breaks. And also some mm-hmm. people might get overstimulated really easily. Like maybe there are um, like a a spectrum people or something like yeah people who are on the spectrum and stuff yeah it's um it's that's totally real and totally valid but just generally if if you're healthy and you're doing okay for the most part like try to stay out of the locker room get your money and go yeah (laughs) um and then i'll say one last thing uh don't talk shit about people who give extras don't talk shit about full service sex workers because you know we got to be in some level of solidarity because we're not free until we're all free true and um you got to be out there like be there or just get out like that's just the real real talk you guys so we have um another question oh what's Uh, oh commercial time commercial time brought to you by the real clove cars could have looked cooler you got your jeep your porsche and your toyota but what about your cool car? Jesse's toy box is full of the coolest cars. What shape do you want? We've got it. Tree, foot, RV, boyfriend, lizard, and more. Each car comes with its own scent, designed to smell just like the shape of your choice. You want an abstract vehicle? No problem. We've got abstract scents to match. Enter the splatter zone for a Jackson Pollock paint job. Or if surrealism is more your game, we have bendy clocks, disjointed noses, and ants crawling over everything, a la Dali. Come visit us today at 69 Car Place, East Los. Beautiful. <laughs> That's okay. fantastic. And we're okay. back. And we're back. Um, so let's take a question from our listeners. Uh, I was romantically involved with someone who occasionally frequented massage parlors. He was also someone who was struggling through sex addiction, and my first experience with massage parlors was through my interactions with this guy. And quite honestly, uh, it has turned me off completely to the very concept of massage parlors that sell sex too. I don't know about I don't know much about the massage parlors, and I have also seen through the news that they are often complicit in sex trafficking. What is the place of massage parlors in more quote accepted sex work practices such as camming and stripping? Um, P.S. I realize I am coming to you with a question that stems from my personal pain. Well, shout out to you for being vulnerable and um, talking about this. So it's definitely like it sounds like there's some complicated issues at play Um, because he's struggling with sex addiction. And like Mm -hmm. that's like a whole different level of like of issues because it's somebody who has like some boundary issues and who has some obsession uh, issues. And um and that seems like somewhat unrelated to him getting like full serve or getting happy ending massages. Hmm. Um, and Do you think it's unrelated? I mean, I, I guess it kind of seems like it's, it's because maybe he isn't getting like he wants even more. I mean, in some ways, it's kind of like it could be a way that he's trying to treat it, like yeah. by paying like a professional to help him because he has like this like intense urge slash need that and like that could be like a way that he's trying to like satiate that in like a healthy like um no strings attached like safe sex place um which i think is kind of like i mean that is kind of reasonable 
I mean, I can understand having trouble being the partner with the person who's dealing with this, um, like how that could be a struggle. Yeah. Um, I mean, massage parlors, um, like that sell like sex or sell happy endings. Like there is definitely a problem with sex trafficking. Um, a lot of the people who work there are immigrants. Um, and um, they can get entrapped in things because like sometimes they'll steal their papers and stuff like that and they're stuck like kind of in this indentured servitude situation Mm. yeah um, but there are also like consensual um, massage parlors where people are in it and like they're healthy they're working they're doing well they're like citizens and stuff like that and it isn't a question of citizenship is part of doing massage parlor happy endings as opposed to escorting or something because of the safe space kind of that's provided in a way? Um, It's a safe space, but I think it's also because, like, it is, like, immigrant-run. A lot of times it's, like, you hear about it through, like, for example, your Chinese newspaper or something. So you're, like, reading it in your language that they're looking for workers and they're hiring and maybe you had some trouble finding employment in other industries or things like that. Um, That's one example. But I also, like, have a friend who goes to massage parlors and, like, you can kind of tell from the vibe of the place like if people are in coercive situations Mm, like I feel like you just kind of you know like whenever somebody's like doing their job and they're like feeling fine it's like totally something that they consent to versus somebody who's like under mental duress like there's just like a sense about it and I think you just have to be attuned to that and not put your money in a place that is coercive um so I think that you know you can't just like put you know an umbrella on top of it or put it like put a blanket kind of statement on it that says like you know massage parlors are all complicit in sex trafficking there are some that are there are some that are employment opportunities for people that you know provide years of wages and years of like just uh works job security mm-hmm. so and there's going to be a lot of variation um and i'm sorry that this this caused some pain for you um with what this guy was doing but Um, I mean, I don't know exactly what he was doing, if he was, like, purchasing, like, sex, if he was, like, having sex with the the workers or if he was, um, I mean, of course, I don't want to totally discount, like, queer forms of sex because a hand job is sex and a blow job is sex. Yeah. And, like, what is considered sex, there's so much variation and I don't want to just go, like, for the whole PIV, penis and vagina, very cishet understanding of intercourse whatever that bullshit so it is a form of sex but um but i think you know treating sexual addiction is complicated and and i think it's just like it was going to cause some problems already like that kind of thing like sometimes it's just like somebody puts all of that sex drive onto you when they make you feel inadequate for not fulfilling those needs and it becomes like a personal attack on you and so it can be good to kind of like mitigate that pressure that they have on you by going to professionals. Mm-hmm. So, um, unequivocal answer. <laughs> I'm like, well, I don't really even know what to say about it because it just sounds like it, it was like a really hard a thing for you, but it was like kind of just like ten. Mm. Yeah, it sounds complicated. And some massage parlors, I feel like they're kind of like in a, an, a form of like accepted sex work in some ways um, because it's not intercourse and stuff. And I would say that sex work overall, there isn't 
anything that's fully accepted. Like your parents are still going to get upset at you if they find out that you're camming or that you're stripping or that you sell pictures on the internet. Like, they're oh yeah, that question like actually really confused me. Like mm-hmm. accepted, but mm-hmm. yeah, I see. Yeah, so, like, there's no, like, acceptable sex work societally. No. There's no, like, sex work that's like, oh, you have that on your resume? How about we hire you right now? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, People will look at you as, like, desperate and, like, in a hole no Yeah, they think, like, there's something that, you know, you need to... Something broken about you, something that needs to be saved or whatnot. So, um massage parlors are still under that blanket term and people still deserve respect and they still deserve adequate wages they still deserve to have proper security they deserve to have proper health care i didn't even know about this whole situation i think until like i met your friend who goes to these places Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. they were talking like like very openly about it because I thought it was just like a porn like fantasy thing that oh that must that must like a happy ending massages exist <laughs> yeah no yeah. it's totally real and they have like databases for it like rub maps although I don't know if rub maps got taken down what is oh like literally like that's a yeah it's like it's thing. like an app or it's not I don't know if it's an app but or it's like, like a, a yeah it's like a website there's like a bunch of um, them actually let me see if I can find it um because I sent it to uh, my f- guest last week. So um, there's like rub maps, eroticmp.com, and spahunters.com. Oh. Yeah, so like there's various databases. Oh, via Vice article. <laughs> yeah, I know. Vice <laughs> always there with the hard hitting reporting. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I'll actually know. but yeah so there's various databases just like there are databases for all kinds of sex work you know like if you want to hire anybody there's always eros eros and i think backpage now has a they've rebooted themselves with backpage pro oh backpage pro pro okay Mm -hmm. um because a lot of these sites got taken down by sesta and fosta um which cracked down on well it supposedly was supposed to just curtail sex trafficking but in the end it really just harmed people who are sex workers who were using online um, various like media tools to uh, suss out dangerous clients so they were so sex workers had created various like databases to say like don't go with him he's a fucking rapist don't go with him he'll fucking shortchange you don't go with him he's violent Mm. so they had like a list of like don't be with these people and SESTA and FOSTA took down a lot of those protections for sex workers and the ways that people could like make sure that people were okay online and meet people um, instead of having to like do street sex work and and honestly like the creation of things like Craigslist personals and Backpage and whatnot cut down on a lot of violent crimes um, that were that sex workers were subjected to and losing that has been just a terrible blow to our protection. Um, so we're running out of time. <laughs> uh, let's get one more question. Oh. I've gotten this a bunch of times. It's controversial. Whoa, I didn't even know this happened. Okay, I'll uh, read it. Okay. It says, what do you think of Cardi B drugging and robbing clients? What the hell? Is yeah. this, like, true story? Yeah, this is true story. She, like, she, talked about it. What? Like, no fucking way. But she was my idol. I don't like drugging people. Robbing, 
you know, depending on who it is. Yeah. You know, like, kill the rich, steal their money. Yeah, eat the rich. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, drugging? Drugging them? is, like, a... Drugging is a hard thing to... It's a hard pill to swallow. Oh, a that's... It's wrong. Yeah, I mean, I cannot be pro-drugging somebody... I feel like that's just kind of inherently wrong. I've had too many friends who've been, like, raped or date-raped. Yeah, it's same. I've like had too many friends who have been, like, roofied um, or and raped and things like that to just kind of take that lightly. And, like... Like, drugging as in she's, like... Yo, I think, why don't like, you... roof... Yeah, I want to say roofies. Fuck. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. And, uh... What did she have to say about that? What did she do? I think it was just like she was like I did what I had to do because I was like at a place financially where I, I needed to. So would she roofie them and then just steal their money? Yeah, she just roofie them and steal their money. Oh, that's almost. Like <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I dislike that anymore because it's just kind of like it's kind of weird because it's like it's like the most benign way yeah. that drugging somebody can go because usually it's like super violent like like physical harm and sexual mm-hmm. assault and stuff like that but yeah. like just taking their money I didn't think okay I was imagining it was something like she was drugging them and then like but not with roofies like maybe something like weird and then she's just like coaxing more and more money out of them which somehow <laughs> felt it was like some, some like crazy like hypnotic <laughs> situation I, like more more I another room <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, How about a hundred dollar tip? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! But it's it's kind of almost. I don't want to say that I like it because it still feels really wrong. But it's kind of funny. Yeah, I know it feels really wrong, but it's like, like men are like constantly like taking advantage. Of and us. if they're rich guys, like if they're yeah. rich men, and it depends on the person. It really depends on the person. Like, and if they come to the club with like a wad of like five hundreds. I guess I just like I don't know like the whole story of like what all what the occurrence was like who was it why did she choose to rob them what was going on things like that so I'm like don't I don't know quite yet so unequivocal answer not sure not sure not sure is the real if she's not touching their bodies and stuff if she's just touching their wallets I've got to say like I'm not super mad about <laughs> stealing from rich people. Yeah, not super mad about it. Um, so I have, or from people at the club who are like broke. Oh, for whatever so we're gonna. Reason, I, um, I'm gonna money. do a shout out right now. So if you like what you're hearing, if you like our content, follow me on or subscribe to my Patreon at the Real Pretty Boy Girl. Follow me on Instagram at Pretty Boy Girl. Uh, consider donating because each of these episodes costs like a hundred dollars and it comes out of my pocket and yes these pockets are deep but it would still be nice <laughs> to <laughs> to have some support um you guys are amazing and continue listening um and now a word from our non-existent sponsors my wife calls me puddles because of my night sweats problem i'm so embarrassed i've tried everything I get cold when I sleep naked or under just one sheet. Cranking up the AC is expansive. I changed my diet and started exercising, but I'm still making puddles in my marital bed. Somebody help me! <laughs> <laughs> Introducing Cool Guy, a temperature-regulating comforter. 
The cool guy will keep you at a comfortable temperature all night using our special patented polymers that absorb excess heat and cool your hot body down. Don't let your wife call you puddles. Purchase your cool guy today. And that's uh, that's it. <laughs> With the no. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> my wife calls me puddles. It's been nice knowing y'all. <laughs> uh, we hope you've enjoyed this episode of Ho in the No. Stay tuned for next week. Next Thursday, we will be putting out another episode. Bye, y'all. Bye. More money. I want your money. I want more money. 